Are you a rental property owner? If so, do you believe it's reasonable to require criminal background checks of your tenants? Hey, don't forget your answer because I've got some terrifying news for you today, made possible by an insane, destructive decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode number 205. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent self-directed investors where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from the SDI360.com studios, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of Record, where we help savvy investors like you find, understand, and profit from exceptional investments. On June 26th of last year, I told you in episode number 90 of this very show about a terrifying Supreme Court decision that I predicted would be a horrible blight on the freedoms of real estate investors in America. This case involved an issue called disparate impact, and in layman's terms, this refers to a policy that disproportionately affects one ethnicity more than another, even if there's no intent to discriminate against anyone. And I gave an extreme example. That It kind of went like this. You're a landlord, and you institute a policy that you won't rent your properties to anyone ever convicted of rape. Seems reasonable, seems good, right? Well, a Supreme Court decision from last year adds in a trump card where your policies are concerned race. The way it works is this. If your anti-rapist policies have a proportionate impact on all ethnicities, then you're probably fine. But if your anti-rapist policy has a disproportionately large impact on any ethnic group, even if the disqualifier issue like rape happens to be a criminal matter, then you risk being targeted by a civil rights lawsuit on the basis of disparate impact. Basically, the Supreme Court is telling us that your rental policy is racist, even though there's not a single drop of racial motivation anywhere to be found. And that's exactly what's happened. There's a civil rights lawsuit facing a landlord who is demanding proper identification so he can run criminal background checks against his tenants. Folks, this is painful. This is what he's being sued for. Here's the story from our friends over at The Daily Caller. Four Latino families filed papers to sue their Virginia landlord Monday after he threatened eviction due to illegal family members living on the premises. The civil rights lawsuit filed by families living in Wapples Mobile Home Park in Fairfax County, Virginia, claims it is discriminatory to require a social security number for residency. The landlords at the mobile home park are requiring residents to provide either a social security card, passport, or valid visa with documentation to renew their leases. The lawyers representing the families say the actions are targeted discrimination that disproportionately affects Latinos in the community. All the families involved in the lawsuit have lived in the park for at least two years and have at least one family member without legal residency. The landlords say they need the documentation in order to conduct proper criminal background checks. Can you believe it? What you've got is a landlord facing a very expensive lawsuit because a particular group of people who are breaking the law by not having proper ID, well, these people are suing him because 
they believe that more people of their ethnicity break that particular law than people of other ethnicities, and so they should receive some protection from the repercussions of their criminal activity. It's disgusting. This is twisted, folks. This is not about Latinos or African Americans or Caucasians or any other ethnicity. It's about the fact that the new Supreme Court decision basically places ethnicity as the trump card over the law, or at least that's the effect that will exist if the plaintiffs win this case. It's absolutely disgusting. Tell me something. Where is the discrimination here? It doesn't exist. But what is being violated is this landlord's right to manage his property in a safe and a responsible manner. This whole thing is mind-blowing. It's brain-shaking. It's terrifying, just as I predicted back in episode number 90 a year ago. My friends, have you ever been involved in a lawsuit? If not, let me give you a taste of it. I've only really had to deal with one big legal conflict. A former business associate of mine went, well, his mental condition changed, if that's the right word for it, and he went ballistic and sued me in federal court in his own hometown. My lawyers got it dismissed because it was a silly claim. He then sued me in federal court in my own hometown, and again, my lawyers got it dismissed because it continued to be a ridiculous claim. But at the end of the day, that experience cost me about $80,000 to win. Why is that relevant to you? Well, the bottom line is that the Supreme Court's decision last year makes it much more likely that that kind of lawsuit being faced by Wapples Mobile Home Park will come to knock on your door someday, too. Now, at this point, this is still just a lawsuit. It could be withdrawn. It could be dismissed. It could go to trial, which I suspect will happen. Nobody knows how it's going to turn out. And there's, there's more to every story than meets the eye, and I suspect that's true here, too. But here's what's so troubling to me as a real estate investor. Look, it cost me $80,000 to get a frivolous lawsuit dismissed. That didn't include the cost of going to trial because the claim was, was so silly that the, the judge rejected it. Yet it still cost me eighty grand to make that happen. And now, lawsuits like the one against Wapples are much easier to bring against rental property owners like you, directly as a function of some incredibly twisted thinking at the Supreme Court. And if this landlord, even if he wins the case, which is entirely possible, well, it's practically guaranteed that he'll have to spend tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars at minimum defending himself against these criminals. Let's face it. At the top of the show, I ask you, do you think it's reasonable to do a criminal background check against your tenants? If you answered yes, and I suspect that virtually every one of you did, then you're facing a real risk. How do you mitigate that risk? How do you steer clear of the legal landmines that our government loves to put in your path? Well, I got the answer for you in tomorrow's episode, number 206, so don't miss it. In fact, there are actually three answers to that, and at least one of those answers is probably going to anger a large segment of the real estate industry, but hey, the truth is the truth, and you deserve to hear it. My friends, it was great to be with you today, and I'm so grateful for your time, and hey, always remember this, invest wisely today, and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.